decent? Okay. Well, happy Mother's Day to all you moms and people with moms. I think there's quite a few people in here with moms that have had a mom once or twice, I guess. I am, this past week was kind of an exciting week, kind of a hectic week. We went down to Louisville and got to see my dad, who is the pastor, graduate from Southern Seminary, and now he is now Dr. Rednauer. So, oh boy, <laughs> Enrique. <laughs> yeah, well, we, yeah, we don't want to uh, clap too much because he'll get a big head, and it's a whole thing. So, but uh, now that he's a doctor, there is a huge. I feel like now there's a huge intellectual space gap between him and myself, and so this kind of makes it even more uh, exciting to be up here filling in for him while he's gone. And to give you an update, so while we were down in, in, in Louisville, uh, he, he was having a hard time breathing on Friday night, and so, and so they took him to the hospital, and he's, and he's been diagnosed with COVID plus pneumonia, and he's on a BiPAP helping him breathe, but from what I understand, the oxygen levels are going, he's, he's doing better. Uh, and the hospital, and I want to make sure that y'all hear this, the hospital said that, that for those of us who were around him, we're, we're fine because we have had it. And they said, if you've already had it, then you're good, you're not a, and you don't need a quarantine. So I just want you to know from the outset that, that, that doctor's orders, everyone's safe to the best of my knowledge. And so we wouldn't be here if it weren't. So we, we can rest easy. Uh, and we're thinking and praying for my dad, and, and we've got quite a few at, actually that primarily attend the other location, the early service, that have been, have been uh, uh, out with COVID. So we've, we've been hit, and, and we're uh, trusting in Jesus and his goodness. So no, I'm not my dad. I'm not a mom. I've never been a mom, and I don't plan on ever being a mom. But that doesn't mean that I can't... Uh, preach to you this morning good news because it's because what I am is I am called to I am called to preach that Jesus was crucified and resurrected so it's not about me and contrary to what you might hear on tv from uh, from pastors it's not about you either happy mother's day <laughs> but it's about Jesus and giving glory that he would be glorified through us. So it's not about who I am and my identity. It's about whose I am and my identity in Christ. And that I can preach to you that Jesus loves you. He died for you. He rose from the grave. He defeated death. And I can invite you to, uh, to accept him, to have a relationship with him, regardless of whether or not I'm a mom. And that I can tell you that you cannot look at your current circumstances or situations and base God's faithfulness and God's love to you on what you see and what you feel because what we feel comes and goes. But God's love is unchanging. It's steadfast and he is ever faithful. That, that was my intro. <laughs> I'm getting going. We're, I'm telling you, we're going to have some fun today. We're going to have some fun today. We're going to be in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. When, when Moses, how, does, how does Moses make coffee? 
it's one of those. All right, if I got to carry you all with, with jokes and energy, I will. And I don't mind doing it. Hebrews 11. Yeah, he brews it. That's how, that's how Moses makes coffee. No one's ever heard of that joke before. And last week, we, I had the privilege of, of uh, speaking on Daniel 3, and, and we talked about the but-if-not type of faith, stepping out of the sure thing type of faith, of the comfort and the safety of the sure thing, and stepping into the but-if-not, and getting familiar with the inside of the furnace, and getting familiar with living inside the but-if-not type of faith, because inside the furnace, that's where we often meet. Oh, I got my table. I'm glad I got my table here. Yeah, that's my Sunday school answer. That's where Jesus is often revealed, is in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And so this morning, what I'd like to do is talk a little bit about what accompanies that type of faith and, and the habits that we can kind of... Uh, develop. <laughs> For those of you who aren't familiar with me, which is probably not many of you, uh, I'm I married to a wonderful woman. Her name's Amber, and we have two wonderful kids, uh, Lucy, Oliver, and Henry, and did that go over? I don't know. If that <laughs> and Come November, we'll be welcoming our fourth. Thank you. It, it was a lot of work. It was on my part. But I've noticed that over the course of being married, we tend to develop some habits. And I'm looking back when we got married almost 11 years ago, and I'm thinking, I don't remember these, these habits. I don't remember her having these habits. And I'll give you an example. This... Every, every Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, it's, it's routine now for me. I, right before I'm about to step out the door, I, you know, do the one last, the, the check, one last check, you know. And as I turn, uh, she has developed the habit of, ma of making a face in response to what I have chosen to wear to Sunday morning services. And her face, I won't try to, to make an impression of it because I can't. I don't know how it happens. Her face says everything from, you've got to be kidding me, to, I, that is so hideous, I'm going to throw up, and it's not because of pregnancy sickness. Ranges anywhere in between. I didn't know, this didn't, it used to happen to me. But now it's a habit that's been developed. Is that TMI? Tell more information? <laughs> I will. <laughs> For those of you who are married or have been married, is, is, have you ever noticed your spouse is completely pleasant and happy and everything, and everything's going great? And if you're, if you're the husband, then maybe you've been in this before where you're at night laying there and you're just you know, flipping through the channels or whatever, and your wife comes in and goes and she walks into the bathroom and all of a sudden you're like I thought she was happy but the way she brushes her teeth makes you think she's angry at her teeth I hear I hear I'm like what what is happening in there what's happening 
She didn't used to do these things. These are habits that have developed, and I don't know how they develop. But all that to say is, what I want to do this morning, let's get back on track, okay, Jason? Don't distract me. I want to get back on track, and what I want to do is encourage you to make some habits that we can look at when we look at these verses in chapter 11 of Hebrews, verse 23 through 25. So let's go ahead and dive in, and let's get started. All right. Verse 23, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Now, I know that it says the parents but the writer of Hebrews is kind of just, I, I think, tossing the husband, the father, a bone here. Because this is based on Exodus 2. And if you look at Exodus 2, it says, The woman conceived and bore a son, who is Moses. We're talking about Moses here. And when she saw that he was a fine child, as in Hebrews chapter 20, or 11, chapter, verse 23, it says beautiful, or King James Version has proper child. And here... It says, when she saw that the child was fine, she hid him three months. See, it says, she hid him three months. And so I think the writer of Hebrews here is, is tossing the husband a bone, which is great. I appreciate that. Thank you. We need, we need that. But I don't want to call Moses' mom Moses' mom. Okay, she's got a name, actually, but it's not given until chapter 6 of Exodus, in verse 20. This is the genealogy of Moses and his brother Aaron. And it says, Aaron took, his, took as his wife Jochebed, his father's sister, and she bore him Aaron and Moses, Jochebed. That's how you pronounce it. Trust me. I know. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but... I do know that it sounds like Tempur-Pedic come out with a silly mattress. Jokey bed. Thank you, Julie. I'll take a pity laugh. I like pity laughs. Jokey bed. Verse 23, back, up, back to Hebrews 11. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful. Or King James Version says... A proper child, as we know in Exodus 2, verse 2, says a fine child. You understand that Jochebed saw potential in Moses. So the number one, the first habit that I would encourage, that I challenge you, that I ask you to develop is to encourage, all right, moms, encourage and nurture the potential, the God-given potential in our children. And I turn to Psalm 139, I asked David to read those verses for a specific reason. I always, I'm always popping this, this verse into the youth's head because it's so important that they remember this verse. I think this verse is, is, is one of the most important verses that a teenager can learn and memorize. Uh, Riley Hospital for Children. Riley Hospital for Children in Indianapolis reported last year last year that hospitalizations had skyrocketed 250% after the 
after suicide attempts in children. As young as 10 and 11. 10 and 11, that's, that's pretty young. Do you think that the devil and his schemes would love nothing more than to snuff out any potential that God's wonderful work has? Let's read that. Verse 14. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. If our children are wonderful works, do you think that there's any potential possibly hidden within them that Satan would love to get his hands on? Why do you think 250% in Indianapolis alone? And that is, my, that is my hope, is that we would know, our soul would know that very well. Our soul would know that very well. Yeah, I'm a wonderful work of God. But how well do you remember that when things, when things are down, when somebody was, was not, not as courteous, was not Christ-like to you? How well do you know that? Does your soul know that well? And I would encourage you to remember that your kid is a wonderful work of God. I know that at times it feels more like a worrisome work for mom, but it's a wonderful work of God, and I know that we've got to remind ourselves that. But here's the thing about, about children is that God also uses our children to develop and mature and grow us, to stretch us, to sanctify us. God uses our kids to do that. Just like before, if you don't have any kids, just like before you have, have kids, he uses other people. And then once you have kids, kids is a big deal. And as far as making you more into the image of Christ. Which means, I'm not just talking about the kids here that are a wonderful work of God. For you mothers out there, and I know because I'm married to a mom. I know that it's easy to beat yourself up and get frustrated with your children. And, and, and that you can get discouraged and you can start... Letting the devil accuse you of being, of being grumpy, of spitting negativity into your mind and telling you that you're not a good mom. But I'm telling you, the word Satan, Satan means accuser. Don't let Satan accuse you when you know that you're a wonderful work of God. So my hope and my prayer is that today, child and mother alike, you would know that you are a wonderful work of God. And I hope that you will nurture, nourish, and encourage the hidden potential within each child. If you don't have children, you have people that you influence. We all have somebody that we influence, even without kids. And, and you'll see here, moving on, that Jochebed's uh, fear was rightly placed. In verse 23, again, it says, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. Now look quickly here at Exodus 1, chapter 17. This is why I feel like this is a good, this is a good Mother's Day uh, message here. Because look at the faith found in these women that were right alongside Jochebed here. Chapter, chapter 1, verse 17 of Exodus. See, Pharaoh had, told, had, had said, he, he decreed it. 
uh, all of the Hebrew male children, we're going to throw them in the river, in the Nile. And not to get political, but I'm just saying, it ain't that bad yet. So we're good, right? Either under Trump or Biden, I ain't seen anybody coming from my kids yet. So count our blessings. All right. But it says this, but the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them. But let the male children live. They feared God. And then here it says, and they were in verse 23 of chapter 11 in Hebrews, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. We need to make a habit of fearing God more than we fear man. When we fear God or we revere God, then we're more concerned with God and his opinion than we are with anything else. And when that's the case, then we do whatever is necessary to do what's right. We follow God and we do what's right no matter the cost. Make sense? We need to revere God over man. So like I said, we've, if you're kind of visiting and you're probably wondering, hey, this guy is... What, what's he doing? He's, he's been speaking now for the last couple of weeks. I, it's it's kind of like when you go to somebody's house for the first time and they're redoing the kitchen and it's kind of chaotic. <laughs> we've, we've got people in the hospital, including my dad, with COVID. And we had been talking. What's the best course of action? And we kind of thought, you know, uh, uh, well, who can preach? Who can fill in? Who can, who can do this? But there's only really one question that, that stuck out in my mind, which was, what pleases God? What pleases God? What does God want us to do? And usually, not always, but usually, the answer comes pretty easily. If you ask yourself, what pleases God? Does this please God or does this not please God? What glorifies Jesus and what doesn't? Or does this glorify Jesus more than this? It's, it's not hard to usually find that answer. And if you still can't find that answer, James 1 verse 5 says, If you lack wisdom, ask of him, ask of God, who gives generously. Why? Because our priority and ultimately our goal is to please God over man. Does this please God? I fear God more than I fear man. And then moving on to verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. This is, this is faith passing from one generation to another generation. This is faith passing from parent to child. Number three, make a habit and a continual, make it habitual that we pass our biblical and Christ-centered values onto our children. In Exodus 2, verse 7, Jochebed actually becomes, if you know the story of, of Moses, how she hid him, and then the Pharaoh's daughter found him, and she said, well, we need a, a nurse. And so she's like, hey, I think I can handle that. And so she becomes his nurse mother. Meaning that she breastfed him. She, and she got paid to do it. This is how God works. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I'm going to bypass a joke. 
Um. <laughs> she spent every day, every night with her son Moses. You're going to tell me that she didn't talk to Moses, talk to her boy about their people, about their God that they serve? You see, we must make sure that we're instilling Christ-centered values in our, in our kids because I'll tell you this, it's a warning because your kids or the people that you care about, your young people, nieces, nephews, because I don't want you to tune me out if you don't have any kids. I'm telling you, they will develop a moral compass someplace. Maybe it'll be LeBron James if it ain't you. Regardless, they're going to develop a moral compass. Make sure that it is biblical, rooted in biblical foundation. And we must be on the offense. Be, uh, be vigilant. And preaching Jesus to your children. It reminds me of a couple of years ago, somebody, a woman was coming to the Bristol Road location and uh, she had kids. She had young kids and she said, well, I'm not going to bring my, my, my kids to church. And my dad said, oh, okay. Well, you know, why is that? And she said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait till they turn 18 and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them make their own decisions. And he said, oh, well, okay. The problem with that is that you're not going to get that deal from the other side. Satan's not going to go, oh, okay, is that what we're doing? We're doing truce, trucies then? Okay, well, 18, then, then, then I'll pick it up. Satan's going to come after your kid as soon as he can to snuff out any potential. You cannot wait and you cannot dilly-dally a second for the sake of your children. Because Satan would love nothing more than to add them to that statistic in Indianapolis. Satan would love to get a hold of our children because they're precious and they need guidance. Do not wait to guide them. They need it and they look for it. And number five, uh, in verse 25 Moses choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Sin and the things of this world, they're fading. They are temporary. The season of pleasures of sin, it's not lasting. So we need to make a habit, number four. Invest in eternal things, not temporary things. I think I've used this point before, I'm not sure, but I'm recycling it. We, <laughs> Bristol Road, our, our Bristol Road location, we just finished the basement floor down there. It was, it was moldy, we kept getting rain water coming up, we had a, a pipe burst down there. And if you don't know, we tend to use our Bristol Road basement for a good reason. It's kind of important. And that, and that purpose that we have for it is for our little kids. It's for our little kids. Now, okay, now if you're like, oh, red flag about this church, it's fixed. It's good. Okay? We're all, we're all set. But why? We spent thousands of dollars. I, uh, well, I don't want to 
toot my own horn here, but I went up there and pulled some carpet up. It was unpleasant. But why do we, why do we invest all of this time and energy and money into, into, a, into an old building's basement floor? Because it's so that our kids can learn to love and follow Jesus in a clean and fun space that's not filled with moldiness and grossness. We're investing We're investing in our children's Christian development, training them up in the way that they should go so that they're not hindered by the smell of a busted water pipe. I mean, so that they have a place when they go to school, so they have a place that they can invite their friends to and hopefully win them to Jesus instead of having to concentrate on not stepping into the nasty puddle of, let's hope it's just water, on the floor. Let's focus on winning people to Jesus rather than having to be concerned with our building so we are investing in eternal things. And that's what we did over there at at Bristol Road. And and a lot of y'all gave to that too. So I know, okay, so we're going to develop habits. Let's develop habits that encourage, nurture, hidden potential, let's not make it hidden anymore. Let's fear God and be concerned with what he wants rather than the ones that may uh, discourage us. Let's pass on our godly and Christ-centered values to, if not our kids, we don't have kids, to the ones that we are influencers of. And we invest in eternal things, not temporary things. Make a habit of doing these things. My wife, Amber, has developed other habits as well. And I understand, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on thin ice here, so I'm treading carefully. But I'm telling you, every night, and I know that some people are like, oh yeah, no, it's, it's most nights. Because I don't, I, I admit, I fail at this. But when she puts the kids to bed, usually they'll uh, meet in one of their bedrooms And I don't know the last time she has missed in praying with my children at bedtime. It's a constant, every night, sure thing, let's pray. Let's let's pray. And then we we pray for our church. We pray for people who are sick. That's what she does. She develops these habits. Every night she prays with my children. She's passing down godly and Christ centered values. She's teaching. She's investing her time in eternal things. I think that my wife is probably a pretty great mom to my kids. (laughs) But it's not because she hasn't ever made a mistake. But ultimately, it's because she's more concerned with what pleases God. Ultimately, it's because she has prioritized serving the bride of Jesus, the church. And I think it's because she loves Jesus more than she loves me. Guys, single guys. Hey, guys, in the back. There you are. Yeah. You want to you wanna find, you want to be happy in marriage? Let's just call them all out. Hey, Evan, you want to be happy in marriage? <laughs> Don't look for a girl who's going to 
make me happy. I just, I just want somebody, why do you love this person? They just make me happy. No, false. Find your mate that makes you holy, not happy, because happiness will follow the holiness. Find someone who is holy and makes you holy, that encourages you, that is a helpmate, that supports you. Single ladies, find somebody who is going to lead you and guide you in your relationship, who can teach you in your relationship about Jesus, who is a leader. Maybe they don't have to lead uh, something at church, but they lead at home. They prioritize Jesus being the center of the house. Ladies, find him. And find somebody, to all you single people, that will love Jesus more than they will love you. Somebody who encourages you to be holy. Not happy, because happy will come with holiness. But somebody who also loves Jesus more than they love you. Well, I think I'm, I'm, I'm spent. <laughs> As the ushers will come, I just want to say that I know, I, I don't have older kids. I don't have older kids, but from what I understand, it's that I've, my oldest is eight years old, Lucy. She's eight. And I worry about my kids. I worry about my kids. I do. From what I understand, it's that no matter how old your kids get, you always worry about your kids. And I, I'm starting to kind of understand that. I'm, I'm not going to say I do completely because I, my oldest is eight. But I believe in the words of Jesus in Matthew 6, verse 33, it's a very familiar verse. Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. That's what I mean by, by find somebody who's holy, who's going to make you holy, who's going to help you in your Christian walk, because then happiness comes later. Seeking after all of these things, all of these other things will be added unto you if you put Jesus first. And so mothers... Fathers, children, doesn't matter. I, I invite you, seek after Jesus, his kingdom, and his righteousness so that all of these things may be added unto you. And that's good. I'm pumped about that. Yeah. <laughs> See, my dad can't do that right now because you know, he's got polio and COVID. So. But I can do that. Is that what, too soon? God is worthy of our worship. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, what's it make me want to do? Shout. Shout. It makes me want to shout. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not looking at my circumstances, my situations, and I'm not judging God's goodness and God's love for me and his faithfulness based on these circumstances and these situations. Can't do it. 
Can't do it because the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I say, let's get it going. Let's get it going. When I think about the Lord, oh, it makes me want to shout. And I aims to shout. I aims to worship. Give me some organ, Abigail. Go ahead. Hit me with it. Awesome. That's what I want. What, 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 what key are you in? Okay, great. Okay, you can, okay, that's good. Thank you. Woo, I feel good. I'm feeling good. Happy Mother's Day. I want to celebrate, celebrate you all and celebrate how good God has been to this church through faithful moms, faithful dads, but we ain't talking about them today. Faithful moms. Let me, let me get my guitar back on and let's sing. 